Happy Friday, Friday everyone. everyone. I'm Nuria. And I'm Frank. And welcome to another episode of ITT Podcast, which stands for In This Together Podcast. Our podcast is our honest take on relationships, love and marriage with the aim of sharing our views and experiences for you to take from it whatever you need. So whether you're single, dating, in a relationship or happily married, there is something in it for you. Hi everyone. Today's episode is called Communication is the Key and we'll be talking about the importance of communication in relationships. As part of our discussion, we will explore how effective communication can enhance the bond between two people and lead to a healthier, happier relationship. We will give our honest opinion on the best ways to communicate and provide some useful tips as always to help improve or strengthen your relationship. Okay, Frank, so why does the communication topic matter to you? It's our last episode of the season and it's all about communication. So why are we doing it? Why are we talking about communication? We're talking about communication because we believe communication is a vital part of a successful relationship. Yeah, it can really make or break a relationship. And I think it's good for us to discuss the challenges that we've had with communicating in our own relationship. We can also discuss how good communication can help couples to understand each other better um, and improve trust and resolve conflicts. So we think it's really, really important. And I think it's something that a lot of couples struggle with, how to communicate, when to communicate, even just remembering to communicate, you know. Mm, that's true. It's hard, especially when you're, you get in your feelings about stuff in a relationship, yeah, yeah. to remember to communicate and remember how important it is. But it really is the key. And it's something that you have to learn when you get into a relationship. Yeah. Because you think you know what communication is, until mm. you get into a relationship, then you know that you don't know what communication <laughs> is. <laughs> right, so, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's integral to... Um, yeah, to it's stuff. definitely integral to a relationship. And it's just one of those things, I think, once you get that right, you're well on your way to a successful yeah, marriage. You're on your way to a successful relationship. And obviously, our focus is on relationships and some of the struggles we face when it comes to communication. And just to kind of give people a bit of insight and some advice on that. So we're going to do a few stats on it just because it's quite an interesting topic. Mm -hmm. And there's so, quite a lot of information online about communication and the impact of not communicating or yeah. good communication in relationships and marriage. Yeah, so yeah, so from some internet research we pulled together, there's some statistics regarding the impact of communication on relationships and marriage from across the world. So according to a 2018 survey by Relate, a United Kingdom relationship charity, 83% of couples said that communication was the most important factor for their successful relationship. In 2020, another survey conducted by Relate also found that couples who communicate openly and honestly are more likely to report higher levels of trust and commitment in their relationship. Mm -hmm. Across the pond, a 2015 study from the University of Missouri in Columbia in the US found that couples who communicated more effectively had a more satisfying relationship overall. And according to a survey conducted by the National Marriage Project, which is based in the US, couples who talk about important matters such as finances, parenting and all other things that they need to discuss in their relationship 
are more likely to enjoy a satisfying and stable marriage. Mm -hmm. The same thing is echoed in a 2017 survey of married couples in India, where communication was found to be the most important factor for relationships satisfaction. The same thing was found in a 2018 survey conducted in Australia that found that couples who communicated more had greater relationship satisfaction. And finally, a study conducted by the European Journal of Social Psychology found that communication, again, is the most important predictor of marital satisfaction and stability across Europe. So just from that, you can see that all of these studies, most of the success in relationships seems to really lean on communication. And we've kind of been saying throughout the podcast, um, we touch on communication a lot. Love, yeah. yeah. In loads of different ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like being open. Yep. Open honest and being open about you know being honest yeah and stuff like that. it's all communication it's all communication even down to the episode we did about vulnerability yes you know yes yes vulnerability has to be communicated so the communication is almost the underlying baseline for any relationship mm. to work even things like standards and expectation and boundaries and stuff like yeah. that. None of that is going to matter if you can't communicate it to your partner and, yeah. you, and you can't make sure that there's yeah. an understanding. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I guess everything is just to do with communicating. That's what I said earlier on about it's, it's a skill that you have to develop in a, mm. in, a, in a relationship. You don't know, you think you know how to communicate. Then you get into a relationship and you have to learn how to communicate properly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess the best way for us to kind of address communication is to look at our relationship and give you some like kind of background on our relationship and how we've addressed communication in the past. Mm. So, I mean, the first thing we can talk about is what were our biggest communication challenges in our marriage? Yeah. Because we had some really big communication challenges in our marriage early on. And we definitely had to overcome them in order to continue going forward and to have a, a marriage that we consider to be successful now. Mm. So do you want to touch on what our biggest communication challenges were in our marriage? Oh, it's, it's straightforward. It's, we did not know how to communicate to each other. I mean, you were pretty good at expressing yourself and the messages across to me and whatnot, but I don't think I was good at doing that. Yeah. Um, like I said before, I, I thought I knew what communication was until... What did you think it was? And then what did you find I, I out thought, I it thought, was? I thought it was just a, a case of like, you know, two people conversating. You know, if there are issues, you sit down and you talk about the issues. But communication, some of it or a lot of it is, is listening as well. Mm. When you're communicating, you have to be a good listener. That's part of communicating. So that part of it, I did not understand that bit. Mm. So I struggled quite a lot. It was a case of, you know, you were trying to get your point across sometimes. I was trying to do exactly the same thing. So I think there was a lot of clash at the beginning of our relationship. Yeah. And I was always a good communicator in articulating my point, but I wasn't always a good communicator in knowing how to, to convey a message to Frank. Mm. In the beginning, Frank used to say, like, I was really kind of forced, not forceful, but used to say I was very... Like when I was trying to get my point across, I was really like condescending, which I can still be sometimes without meaning to be. Yeah. So I would be great at explaining my side of things, but my whole tone is really authoritative. And that can be hard for a man if it's too like too much like an ultimatum, too mm -hmm. headstrong, just sounding a bit aggressive. Um, and that's because, you know, I grew up around a lot of men in my family. 
Um, grew up around a lot of uncles, cousins, loads of men in my family, especially, you know, my dad's side. And I grew up on my dad's side. And so I was often used to hearing things communicated in a very authoritative way. And I was used to hearing people speak in such a way where they were kind of imposing as well, I guess, with them being true. typical African true, men. True, true, true. So. My example of communication in conflict was very much about this is what I'm saying. This is how it has to be. Really, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not that's not how you want to communicate in a marriage. That's not how you should be communicating yeah. in a relationship. Yeah. Everything that you say should come from a place of love. It should come from a place of trying to um, ensure mutual understanding. And so one of the another big issue for us in terms of the challenges in our marriage when it came to communication was tone. I mean, for years, Frank didn't even accept that tone existed. Yeah, it took me a while. It would be like, just ignore how I'm saying it. Just listen yeah, to just what listen I'm saying. Yeah, just listen to what I'm saying. Yeah, that, was, that like, was my phrase for, for, for a number of years. I don't, don't, let's not start picking on, picking on the tone of, of my voice. Forget about that. And just listen to what I'm telling you. And it's like, no, but the tone sets. The tone. <laughs> the, tone. <laughs> the tone sets the tone. Yeah. yeah. So communication is not just the words you've chosen, but it's the choice of words. It's your choice of tone. It's the way you say it, your body language Ooh, associated yeah. with it. Mm. And even when you chose to say, say it, it, what yeah. happened just before you said yeah. it, that can have a big impact on yeah. the message you're trying to convey. That's true. That is very true. Yeah, yeah. So I think some of our biggest challenge, like we said, yeah. was you not listening sometimes, me not listening, yeah. both of yeah. us not listening. not listening at all. My tone being very authoritative and aggressive sometimes, and Frank's yeah. tone being um, dismissive, dismissive yeah. and uninterested. Yeah, yeah. Belittling. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far. I think one of the challenges we had was that you had this thing where in conflict, he would want to shut down. So in order to try and shut the conversation down, he would try to act like I'm not important to him. Is not, it? Yeah, you, you would try what? to... Like, <laughs> Your whole yeah. thing was to act like you don't care. Yeah. Which always used to hurt my feelings because it was like, he would just act like our relationship is not as serious as it was. Mm. And he would just mm -hmm. not want to like talk about things. So when we're cool, he could talk to me about his feelings and what's going on and da da da. da. But, then, but when we weren't cool, he would be yeah. acting like he doesn't know me. He's just like, he can't express himself. So well, that well, was, maybe, well, that maybe was the, hard. Well, maybe there's, maybe there's something around, you know, communicating through conflict. Yeah. One thing you can express yourself when things mm. are good in a positive light, but when things go sour, how do you still get your message across in the mm. calm? And the, you know, I don't, I don't think I knew how to do that. So for me, my approach was to not do that at all. My approach was to just like you know, don't communicate, don't communicate. <laughs> when yeah. in conflict, don't Shut communicate. Down. And that, Turn oh down my the plane. god, that was another issue. <laughs> Yeah. That was like another big issue for us. Yeah. Frank is definitely a stonewaller. Not now, it but was. he Used was definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah, he was a stonewaller. So what stonewalling is, is like someone has done something you don't like. And instead of communicating that you're upset with them, you will just shut down from them and start to ignore them. Um, mm. which terrible. Is, it's, it's terrible. It's, absolutely terrible. it's actually a form of punishment in it a is. way. It is. And he never felt like it was a form of punishment. Mm. He didn't think it was a form of communication, mm. but it was a form of communication. Mm. He was using like a withdrawal of engagement 
Yeah. As a way to communicate that he's upset. Yeah. So communication yeah. can even be with no words, words at, at all. all. That's that's very very true. And I did that for for a number of years. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Was, and was some people will be listening to this podcast like, how did how? you even put up with him doing that? And I because think she loved me. No. Yeah. You, I don't know about that. You, you, you did. You <laughs> no, did. I, I did love you, but I think Come on. I think one of the things I understood about Frank was that he'd never really seen a relationship play out. And so he was really dealing with this stuff for the first time. So we've both never been in a serious relationship. So I understood that there was things that we were both just not going to understand, that we're just not going to mm. be able to really get a first try. Yeah. So when he used to... To kind of do the stonewalling I never even realised How much of an issue it is It actually took me A few years To realise what the issue was Because we'd be upset And then um, he'll just not talk to me And it took me a long time To realise that This is not right you know, and this is one of the the reasons why we're doing a podcast like this because there's probably people out there in a relationship, mm-hmm. and they're doing that. Yeah. They get upset. Oh, he used to say to me, "When I get upset, I don't I don't like to talk." But that's stonewalling. Yeah. That's shutting down. That's withdrawing. Yeah, it's terrible. And all of that is really, really it's like it's not healthy. It's not healthy. It's not healthy the relationship, the person will just tire yeah. of you. Yeah, they will. So how would you say we dealt with our biggest challenges? What did we do in our marriage to kind of overcome those challenges if i remember correctly i think we started researching communication i remember we doing that who did we, we both did <laughs> we both did about who did we both did i mean after years of complaining how many years <laughs> that long you're making it sound okay. like I was it wasn't that long it wasn't that long we like, weren't after, married after actually it was it was when we were like in a relationship yeah we right? weren't married yeah, we weren't married time. yeah i think by the time we got married i think everything cool everything cool everything crisp <laughs> everything was good like you know, but how do we get started working on the communication i think after you had been um complaining for a while about it i think i finally started listening to what you were saying yeah i think that's where it kind of started that's how they're listening like, okay she's she can't be mad she's not she's not be mad there's a point to this so so I, when i started listening that's when i started realizing that oh snap this is bad this is what i'm doing and i looked into it, what you were saying i did some research into it and i found out what into stonewalling <laughs> like right like, you're actually doing this yeah you need to stop it kind of thing um and then from there, we just kind of progressed into, our, you know, the way we communicated. And I think it was mainly like from you, you, you were encouraging me on how else I could communicate. And then we looked further into um, better ways to communicate. And I think when we, by the time we got married... Yeah, we were much better. We were much but better, we were yeah. together for eight years before we, were, we got we married. So I think, I think we got yeah. quite a lot out of our systems yeah. in terms of like communicating. I remember we got it got quite bad at, at times that we'll be like in a public place and... Oh. Yep, I'm going to put it out there um, <laughs> In the public place and, and, you know, we're talking I'm trying to, like, whisper And then Nuri is just talking loud about You can't talk to me like that You can't be I'm like, shh, shh Where are you, man? Come on Don't embarrass me like this You're like, no I'm not going to have that, Frank I'm like, eh, eh. <laughs> So when, when you've been through a few of those You what, you need to change now You'd be like, ah this this girl just yabbing me like this in, in a public environment. In a public environment, so you you kind of like okay, this is serious. Like, let me just stop doing what I'm doing. Like, you know, then you look more into it. My gosh! <laughs> but, oh my god! Like, I'm just I'm just giving an example. Like, it's when those kind of things are happening. Like, okay, you know, I actually love this girl, and she can't be that crazy. 
you know, for her to kick off in a public place, it's like, okay, there's something, I'm definitely doing something wrong. Okay, let me sort this out. You know, I think it kind of started from there. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And obviously, people are probably listening to that, like, how did you put up with a girl like that? But I was quite young as yeah, well. Like, yeah. when you're younger, well, like, young. you, yeah. what I look like now, yeah. going off in a public exactly. place, like, you see, that's another, that's, that's another thing that's that the, you learn from, like, yeah. You know, that was another thing I had to learn. Like, yeah. I had to learn about the time and place. Like, yeah, just because well, yeah. Frank has done something and it's upset me does not mean I need to pop off wherever I am. And that kind of goes back to what I was saying about, like, the way I used to communicate and deal with mm. conflict was fight or flight. And I would be, like, to fight. Yeah. You know, and I wouldn't really care where I am. Like, you're not going to disrespect me. It is a very strong energy. And a lot of it comes from being raised by men. So it was hard for me to kind of learn to yeah. to pick when mm. the best time is to actually go in on about something. Yeah. And it was not and, in And that was pretty calm those days, you know. Oh, Frank was uh, calm. I, 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 I learned to diffuse the situation, like, you know. You were just... like, diffuse the bomb, diffuse <laughs> the bomb. <laughs> I was pretty calm. It was, I, never, I never once thought, oh, my God. I have to leave this girl. Like, I need to get rid of this girl. Do you it know why you never thought was... that? Because you knew what you did was <laughs> off the chain. Maybe, maybe. You, most of the time, it was the way he was speaking to me or... Maybe. He, Frank was... It's the tone. It's the yeah, tone. It the it's, tone. Not, it's not the things was... I was saying to you. It was just the tone of it. You you felt like you, you, were list, you were speaking to me and I wasn't hearing what you were yeah. saying. Yeah. And when I was responding to you, it wasn't the tone that you were expecting. Yeah, and sometimes it yeah. wasn't the words that I wanted you no, to no, say. No, no, I know. I know. Was like, I, I, I was understand. Dismissing yeah, yeah, I understand. When I look back now, I do understand. Like, yeah, like, definitely. <laughs> definitely. But, oh, you know. Those were the days. I, I still had to be calm. I still had to be like, you know what? I love this chick. No, you he wasn't me? saying like, that. Don't I mind love, him. I love this chick. No. He was not saying I love I, this chick I, in the middle of an outburst. No, but obviously I wasn't, but I was thinking, why did I just walk away? You did many times. Like, no, I walked away to diffuse the situation. Now. I was like, uh, I kind of stand here and keep getting embarrassed. Imagine a, a big boy like me, and you're just yabbing me there. Like, I just, just have to walk away because yeah. that kind of thing could get out of hand, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. But so it's walk away. it wasn't that bad. I mean, we're making it seem like we were full blown. So if there's any CCTV footage of um, <laughs> Please um, just drop it on the on the link below. Eh? Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, it wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't though, that but bad. But you could tell we were arguing, but we weren't on like about. We weren't going crazy, like throwing things at. It, it wasn't. that bad. But to our standard, creed, it was bad. Put your boxing gloves on, energy. It wasn't like that. But it, you know, for what we, yeah, yeah. For, our standard, for our standard, it was. It was it's terrible. unacceptable, yeah, man. It's you unacceptable. can't be arguing in public. Like I wouldn't do that now, ever. Like. <laughs> In public, I would just give him a look and be like, mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. I just be like, we'll talk later. Exactly. In my in my exactly. mind, I'm like, Whew, I have to calm down and just be like, all right, it's not but that, that serious. But that doesn't happen anymore. You don't, you don't even get to that anymore. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But there was a before, time before you get to when that, I was we've already communicated. We're, we're, we're already talking in our minds to each other. <laughs> it's like Professor X. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how, that's how yeah, now we're much more like. We can, communicate we can just look at each yeah, other and know, know, like, know that. Mm-mm. Not the time. Nah, don't, no. don't do that. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now we've got a lot more. Yeah. A lot more, um, but it did take it did take years to work. Yeah, but it. and also before I got to that point where I could now communicate without, you know, like I could actually hold my anger in and not communicate there and then in public or amongst people. I did have to do a kind of 
Yeah, yeah. So I was still transitioning. Yeah, I was transitioning <laughs> into into the calm wife that I wanted to be. Like I was like, yeah. I can't let this guy let me get out of my character. My character is very. I'm a. I'm very fighter esque. I would say I'm very strong willed, but I'm very loving as well. I'm not all strong willed, isn't it? Right. That's it. There's the strong will. That's that's one of the reasons why I picked you. Oh. Yeah. The strong willed. Why? Yeah. Why would you pick a strong willed? Aggressive <laughs> because it's 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 challenging. So you, I, I like a bit of challenge. You get me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not that challenging, Frank. I'm actually really too. I'm not challenge. I'm not really challenging in, in a bad way, but it's kind of like you know when you're strong. When you meet someone that's strong willed, and you're not. You know, it's so, attractive. It's the, <laughs> Opposite attract. No, 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 no. I'm not strong-willed, but like yeah, you're very strong-willed. If you're strong-willed and and I'm strong-willed, I want to see how strong-willed you are. So I'm like, I'm gonna get me some of that. You know, <laughs> you need help. So, but so you went through that transition. Yeah, you, you and had I had to, to like, learn. Hold, you had to learn that you know, be calm about it. You had yeah. to be calm. I had to be like, not everything is do or die. Like I remember we spoke several times about it. And yeah, stuff and about, we, about arguing about, in public. About arguing in public and. What what we can do better to um to improve our relationship in terms of like the way we communicate to avoid doing that. Mm. And I think after we started communicating in that way, I think it stopped straight away. So what did we do to stop? Let's address some of the points. So what did we do to stop communicating or arguing in public in terms of conflict? We just found a better time to speak about things. Mm. And, and first of all, obviously, I had to address the way I spoke to you. Mm. First, you know, we had to find that the main cause of the problem, which yeah. was, you know, the tone, the tonality of what I was saying to mm. you. Um, I think when I started addressing that, yeah, we then got to a point whereby it was a case of if there is any conflict or any disagreement, we wait for the right time mm. before we can can discuss it. Yeah. Or we wait till we get indoors and then fight and then, it out. No, we never fight <laughs> it out. But yeah, you you decided to stop moving crazy. <laughs> Normally, it would be... so so it was just me that it. You were the moving problem. mad. Oh. The thing is, I'm a very calm person. And you I'm can not. vouch for that. No, fine. You can I'm vouch. Not. You can vouch for the fact that I will only go off when I'm provoked. And I, and I don't. I just pro, I just go you, off about being provoked. Do the, you would do the provoking in public when we were younger, like yeah. in our relationship. No, I, I used you, to tease you a lot. Frank yeah. would whisper provo- <laughs> provocation. Like he, we would not be happy with each other, and he would literally like say something that he knows is going to upset me because he's good. He's not like a physically aggressive person, but he was verbally aggressive. Yeah, yeah you would use. You would use words that hurt. Aggressive. You're not like that now, so it's easy to talk know. about it. But know. you would say things like, what would you say to me that would tick me off? I don't care, but I don't care what you think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I would. And yeah. I'd be like, oh, red flags. <laughs> I would just be like, how are you going to talk to me? I would yeah, just be so Your eyes would get red like those mad bulls in them. Yeah, but that's the thing. All of that should have... It's just those trigger, were, trigger words. These were trigger words, yeah, and trigger you words. knew they were trigger words. And the thing is... Well, did I know they were trigger words? I don't, think, I don't, think, don't, I was, I don't think, think I was doing it on purpose. I, at that point, I, I myself was just angry i didn't know yeah. how to control my emotions yeah um rather than keeping it to myself and then not make the situation worse mm. i'll feel like i need to say something then i will say something like that and then it's like, oh, <laughs> try to have the last yeah, word yeah, yeah yeah then it's like oh i shouldn't have said that then by that time it's too late yeah and so when so when you guys are hearing this like the issues we have with communication now you can see why i say when we started dating we broke up a few times because yeah, the yeah. way he would conduct himself <laughs> 
mm. or the arguments or even and it's not just him I mean even me talking to him in an aggressive manner in an authoritative manner is hard for him right because his masculine energy would not like that most of the time I'd say yeah Frank was moving mad but it was probably the way I said something and then he will respond with hurtful words maybe he didn't like my tone and so yeah. he will respond with a hurtful word yeah oh, not hurtful word, but no, like but a hurtful like, phrase. Phrase, like, yeah, yeah. Like um like sly comments and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Sly yeah. remarks and stuff. Sly yeah. remarks or something yeah. like that. And I and I wouldn't yeah. let that lie I would yeah. definitely go off on that so and we were younger as well but there's you know there's a lot of young couples and there's people in relationships triggering each other all the time yeah. and a lot of the times it's like well there's a way to deal with with conflict mm. in a relationship mm. and that is definitely not it you know in public with an aggressive tone or mm. um, not listening to the other person just trying to get your own point across mm. those are some of the issues that we dealt with and and you know we had to start to realise that they were causing the issues yeah, in our relationship were. not listening to each other is causing the issues yeah, and because I, and nobody's I, heard yeah and I think if we hadn't been willing to change back then yeah. our relationship would have been done for yeah, yeah very very easily yeah that would have been you've got to kind of want your relationship to work more yeah. than you want to be right yeah definitely a hundred percent yeah yeah another thing um we want to touch on is you know so communication is not just about conflict but when you are thinking about how your partner deals with conflict resolution mm. it was also good to think about their attachment styles mm -hmm. now i've been talking to one of my close friends quite recently about attachment styles and there are four main attachment styles mm -hmm. you could be either anxious preoccupied dismissive avoidant fearful avoidant or securely attached i'm not going to go into detail about this because i think it's probably better suited for maybe a podcast about conflict resolution more mm -hmm. specifically we'll talk a bit more in the future about the four attachment types in um, next season because this topic is about communication in general mm -hmm. um but the attachment styles is something to definitely look up Four attachment styles do affect how people deal with conflict they yeah. affect a lot of other things in relationships but yeah it's interesting to to kind of know a bit more about that and research that if if you're interested in understanding a bit more about the attachment styles so communication is not just about negativity you know it's also about feeling heard mm -hmm. it's also about sharing with your partner staying in touch with each other and um, and i don't even mean this in terms of if you're in a relationship and you don't live together even when you live together it's important to stay in, in touch. touch with each other you could be in the same house and be really really disconnected yeah i agree i agree that's why you know when we spoke a couple of episodes ago about date nights yeah um then one of the important things about date night is having that time to communicate with one another to discuss things and yeah yeah absolutely how would we say we express our feelings for one another how do we communicate our feelings mm, through your love languages so you wrote these questions you didn't have any answers <laughs> No, no, I beg. I, I didn't think we were good. I beg. We don't <laughs> I thought we'd just pick up some I of them. I prepped the questions. I don't have any Look at me there. I'm not meant to have all that. Okay. How, 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 how do, do we express, express our feelings towards one another? I think we, we, we've we learned each other's love languages. Mm -hmm. So I think your love language being, one of them being the touch as well, being touched. So I, that's how I express 
my feelings that if I've missed you, I will touch, I will give you a hug and whatnot. Yeah. Right? Because that's a form that's a form of communication. communication yeah. yeah. And <laughs> what do you mean and? And what's my other language? Oh, gee. Words of, of affirmation, isn't it? I tell you I love you. Tell you I missed you. Yeah. yeah. Sweet yeah. words, sweet yeah. words, yeah. Yeah. And Frank's communication, like I said, there is the book by Gary Chapman about the five love languages and that is a good way to really understand how to communicate with with the other person. We've mentioned it in a previous um, episode, but a lot of the way we communicate with each other is through those love languages. Well, we don't, we're not doing it in a kind of contrived way, but we remember how the other person understands a message, how they kind of like to receive feelings of love, you know, or acts of love. Yeah. So with Frank's love language, main love language being acts of service, um, most of the time, the best way to communicate my feelings towards him is a is through an act of service. He's getting on my nerves because he's nodding away here, but it's basically <laughs> to do something for him, make his tea, um, help him with something that he's working on or anything like that. Frank likes when someone takes their time to kind of do something nice for him. Yeah, so that... But, 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 it took, but we say, how do we express our feelings towards each other, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, we've spoken about the acts of services parts yeah. of it but what about the actual feelings like if if we're upset mm. with each other how do we express it i mean this is something that i'm still working on so why are you doing this one <laughs> no, no I'm, I'm still no this is something i'm still improving no, I'm, on. I'm still yeah. improving on this because i still have to remember to express myself more but why is it understand? so hard for you it's hard for me because i'm just not used to it i'm just not Eh, uh, 19 years? No, no. Oh, sometimes these, some of these things, take, they take a while. Sometimes you still, you say, oh, I did not like you, you know, what you've done. I did not, I didn't like this. I didn't like that. But sometimes it's just like, you just, you don't see it as a big deal. It's always a big deal. No, Frank. I know, I know, I know, I know. But you don't, it's like. Mm-hmm. Men have a tendency sometimes, most men have a tendency to, to feel like their feelings are not a big deal. Like something has happened. Yeah. But. It's they like, feel a certain way, but they will diminish like, be, it. Be a man about it. It's no, be a man there's about no it. being a man about it. This is what kills relationships. Okay. It's very easy to fall into the hands of someone else if you're burying your feelings. And we've never had to deal with that problem, but that's mm. one of the reasons why communication is a big deal for us. Because, well, yeah. for me, because I do feel like you need to make sure that your partner knows when you're not feeling loved mm-hmm. or appreciated. Mm-hmm. I agree, I agree. You can't just go around feeling unloved and unappreciated and just keeping that to yourself because you're not giving them a chance to kind of fix something, you know? Yeah. So I think if we were really going to talk about how we express our feelings towards one another, it's probably through some of the things we said in the last couple of episodes where we were talking about the opportunities we produce in our relationship Mm. intentionally so that we can talk to each other about how we feel. Yeah. Also things like date night and... Mm -hmm. Couples, um, time. couples time yes yeah, um, yeah. yearly reviews, yearly reviews um, yeah. like we're always talking to each other on whatsapp throughout the day even though mm, we're in the, the same, same house. house yeah and i guess i have a thing when it comes to speaking to each other on whatsapp i don't like us communicating in a conflict over yeah, whatsapp we, we can't like you can't you can't resolve any conflict over whatsapp or, yeah, fact, it's, or it over any conflict. instant messaging service yeah. like yeah. you can't be texting each other in the midst of conflict you know, yeah. we make sure that if we have an issue that we meet face to face and talk about it. Mm-hmm. 
You know, we'll find yeah. some time in the evening when the kids are in bed or something and then we talk yeah. about it. So, yeah, one of the ways we express our feelings to each other is through our planned communication slots of talking through stuff. Mm. Um, I would also say it's through our check-ins because we have this thing where we kind of, if we really want to know what the other person's feeling, we send them this message on WhatsApp and it's three questions. How are you feeling today on a scale of one to ten? What is making you feel that way? And what can I do for you today? So so it's like what can I do to help improve or yeah. to make that better and yeah. it's not always a negative sometimes I've sent it to Frank before and he's feeling 5 out of 5 you know mm. was it that's going to say a scale of 1 to 10 it was a scale of 1, to, one five. to 5 yeah, yeah one sorry. To five. yeah how are you feeling on a scale of 1 to 5 what's making you feel that way what can I do for you today and we send that to each other on WhatsApp and it's something that we don't communicate face to face yeah so the yeah. whole point of it is to check in on the other person and they don't have to feel pressure to kind of justify what they're feeling they will just respond mm. with their number mm. what's making them feel that way and what they need from the other person yeah it's worked really well yeah. yeah and we don't use it all the time but if we do feel like checking in on the other mm. person we send them that yeah so that's, sometimes that's there's, just, there's just a lot happening yeah and you know it's just a useful thing to get and then just taking that time to um, to read the questions and actually self-analyze. Yeah. Um, it's nice to receive it. Yeah. Because yeah, sometimes yeah. you don't even really think like, well, yeah. how am I feeling on one to ten? And it, it also means that the other person knows how to kind of deal with you. Yeah. Because if you're on a scale of one to five, you're on, I keep saying one to ten, but if you're on the you scale like of one to five you're on a one mm. then he knows that yeah. oh yeah. frank would know that that's a that's a hard day i think we should me. start doing that every other day we don't do it that frequently and, but, but as i said th- i think we should start we should start doing it every other day you think so busy. increase it yeah i think we should increase the yeah the frequency of it um yeah okay we'll do it we more often it sounds like he needs week. it <laughs> <laughs> no frank needs to check it oh i need to check it on frank <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no we need to check in on each other so yeah you're right let's do it more frequently yeah so so how how do we deal with any communication gaps do you think first of all do you think we have any communication gaps so what is a communication gap i would say a communication gap is um it's where you're currently in that process of improving your communication but there are things that you still need to work on like I said at at the beginning of this part when I said that um I'm still working on expressing myself like immediately when when I when I'm feeling that thing right when time yeah be more expressive um just saying look you know like this or blah 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 you know yeah sometimes and, it takes you time it takes me time it. to process it I have to go away it might be like an hour two hours and but by that time he's already started reacting to it <laughs> he's already started his operation stonewall <laughs> i don't do that anymore remember so what do you do then huh what do you do operation destroyer <laughs> <laughs> what's operation destroyer what do you do how do you deal with it then if you're saying you don't stonewall anymore and i'm not saying he does i'm just saying like it's interesting sometimes i i try to analyze how i'm feeling and what you've actually done wrong and it's hard to do sometimes mm. and obviously having kids does not make it easy and especially if the kids are at home i just need a moment to myself to think okay why am i so upset about this specific thing 
Yeah. That Nuri has done. Um, and by that time, it does, I, it, rather than just saying, like, okay, I think you've, Nuri, I think you've upset me, um, but I just need to um, try and understand what you've actually done wrong and blah, blah, blah. You know, instead of just trying to think to myself and then, which then leads to me ignoring you. Or mm. I feel like I'm ignoring you. I'm not saying anything to you. Yeah, but, because but, normally if you feel like the other person's done something wrong, you're going to start reacting to them immediately. Immediately, yeah. Even when you don't understand it yet. That's yeah. why it's important to just come out with it and just yeah. say, I'm upset with you, but I don't want to talk about it right now. Yeah. But sometimes I do feel like when, I, when I've when i analysed it, it I, I realise it's not a big deal to me. And then I kind of move on. But by that time, you're already feeling like he's not talking to me and whatnot because my analysis process is a bit of a pre-stonewall. <laughs> it's a bit of like a... <laughs> so basically, you still stonewall, no, but I you don't want to admit no, that I you do. I don't, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't feel stonewall. Exactly, no. exactly, exactly. So I, you don't, so that's don't. not what it is. It's a bit like, um, I just need some time to just process. Yeah, and in the past, I will be honest, in the past, when Frank would give me any inkling of not being happy with me, I would go into kind of like detective solve it mode. I would try to figure out what I've done. I would get uneasy. I would ask him what's wrong. He'll be saying nothing. I will insist. We'll get into an argument. And now I've, I don't really do that. So if Frank is acting funny or what I would call funny, I'll ask him what's wrong. If he says nothing, I'll ask him if he's sure. And if he says yes, I won't ask him again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I myself would just kind of step back. So I'm not going to like stonewall him, but I would give him space. Like I just make sure that I'm not around him as much or mm-hmm. just give him time so that when he's ready to come and talk to me, he can. Because if I ask him what's wrong and he says nothing, most of the time I know is something, but he's just not ready to say it. And that used to be a big issue with us, like me asking Frank what's wrong and I know something's wrong and him saying nothing and he's not allowed to do that anymore he's not allowed to say nothing just nothing because most of the time I'm, I'm um he's looking at me like I'm not allowed huh <laughs> no in the sense that we have discussed it and we've agreed yeah, that yeah, yeah you will always say what's wrong even if it's I'm just tired you have to make up something <laughs> I'm like, you have my feelings. <laughs> just that's what I'm just to say. <laughs> I can't. Sorry, sorry. Don't make me laugh. No, no, no. We, we, I have to say something like so. And even if I have to say it, um, I just need some time to process it. Mm. I'm upset about something. Um, but I don't know. What, <laughs> I don't know watch what this space. <laughs> I'll let you know it. Tune in for the next episode <laughs> of What is Wrong with Frank? <laughs> no, but. Um, no, but it's not as bad. No, it's not as bad. Still, I think now it's like, we're it more used expressive. To, it, used it used to be, to be that. Yeah. There was a period of time where we, we agreed that Frank would not say nothing. Yeah. when I ask him because if I'm asking you what's wrong there's always something it might not be me it might be something else it might be that he's tired it might be that he's stressed about something at work or he's thinking about something that he's worried about but there was always something yeah. and we recognise that if your partner is feeling like something's off with you more often than not something is off with you mm. um, it might not be anything to do with the relationship and I think when I used to ask Frank what's wrong he always felt like I'm saying what's wrong with our relationship what's wrong between us and he'll be like nothing because sometimes there was nothing wrong between us he's maybe annoyed about something else that he hasn't really processed yet 
So sometimes it was not even about me, but by insisting, I would yeah, make it about you. me yeah. and it would become an yeah. argument. Yeah. So I've, I stopped doing that. I would ask him, he has to tell me something, but if it's nothing, then I know that he has, he's not processed it yet. If he's insisting it's nothing, I leave it because it means that whatever it is, he has not processed it and he's not ready to talk about it. And therefore I need to go about my merry way and just leave him alone. And it's much easier to do now mm. because, and he knows I'm going to do that now. There's not going to be any problem. I'm not going to try to argue with him. If you want to be a baby, <laughs> I'm going to leave you alone, okay? I'm going to leave you alone. And when you're ready to talk like an adult, we can talk. That's the approach I take now. Like, okay. But no, not just like that, but also about giving him his space and just, you know, it's not. It's important. It's not always on my terms. Like when I insist we talk, we must talk. That's not really, you know, I had to learn that that's not the way either. True, true. Yeah, so going back to the question about the. The communication gap I don't say. think there's a lot of gaps but I don't think there's gaps because even you yourself said you're working on telling me how you're feeling straight away mm. um, I also think there's communication gap even though we communicate so much there's also communication gap when it comes to I wouldn't say it's a gap but it's something that we're still working on when it comes to dealing with conflict where we're both hurting Mm. where we've both got our own vantage point for that issue mm. and True. we're doing so much better now where we can hear the same situation and we can discuss the same situation but we'll first discuss it from frank's point of view and how he's feeling and what's making him feel the way he's feeling and then we'll also discuss it from my point of view mm. and in the past we used to try and discuss both points of views at, at the, the same, same time, time. Yeah. and all it was doing was going back and forth yeah. nobody could be right yeah and like yeah. we said before it's like now we realize that we're both, both right way. or yeah. we're both wrong mm. neither of us is more right than the other and so now when we discuss things when we're discussing frank's point of view and he's telling me how he's feeling about how he sees it i really try to connect with how he's feeling at that point in yeah, time you listen i listen, listen. i really yeah. try to put myself in his shoes i'm like oh my gosh that must see that must feel so crap that must be annoying like i can really feel it and i would tell him like yeah i can see how that comes across to you i'm really sorry that's made you feel like that or you know maybe i i was i wasn't paying attention to how that might make you feel but i would always make an effort not to discuss my side of it on the same day Mm. you know because mm. when we do that it actually just leads to an argument but i would leave it in my head as like unfinished business and then another day we'll talk about my side of that issue mm. and how it comes across for me and why i struggle with it yeah. so um or, or what i was doing or why i was doing things the way i was doing it and how i feel you know frank is behaving or what his behavior what impact his behavior is having on me and so i feel like another thing that we do in terms of plugging the communication gap is we try not to talk about the same issue from two different perspectives at the same time mm. because true it helps yeah. to focus on that one person and validate that one person yeah. and leave it there. But sometimes it's not just talk about your part another day. Sometimes it might just be a couple of hours. Yeah. Because so, yeah. I remember in the past we've like, we've addressed, you know, how you felt, you know, your point of views and stuff. And then, you know, we, we, we took some time apart, like, you know, a couple of hours apart. And then we, we discussed my point of view. And yeah. yeah. So um, I think it really helped. Yeah, I think it really helped because you felt listened to. You felt, mm. um, you know, what you were saying mattered. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, it does help. And I think also it's just one of those things where the more you do it, the better you get yeah. at it. Yeah, and it takes practice. It yeah. takes practice. It you definitely get better at it. And I think you do start to realise that, you know, you both want your relationship to work. Yeah. When you start listening to each other, you you hear how much the other person wants the relationship to work and how yeah. they're not being unreasonable. Mm. And vice versa, the other person hears how much you want it to work and yeah. how you're just hurting or you're just you know wounded from something you know so that you can help each other i always um i always give the analogy of like if you hurt your partner if you think of it like accidentally hurting them like let's say you were chopping onions in the kitchen or something and they came next to you and you accidentally hurt them with the knife you would not focus on explaining to your partner how it was an accident that you hurt them with the knife you would just deal with the wound. You will stop the bleeding. You will dress the wound. Mm -hmm. If it's uh, urgent, you will take them to A&E. You know, you've hurt them with the knife accidentally. You didn't mean to, but you were holding the knife and you hurt the partner. So you have to take responsibility for that and help them. Imagine how ludicrous it is in that situation to stand there with your partner bleeding and they're in pain and to insist on them first accepting that it was an accident before you help them. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what we do in relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, True. the other person is hurt and we're just insisting that they understand that it was not purposeful and you didn't mm -hmm. see it that way. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, they shouldn't have walked into the kitchen when you were chopping onions with mm -hmm. a knife. Mm -hmm. And why did they come so close to you anyway? And, you know, it's yeah. like... But I'm actually here bleeding. Can we just address my wound? And, yeah. you know, once I'm better, then you can explain how this happened. But first of all, let's just address the wound. And so that's one of the ways to think of it. Like, if you've hurt your partner, try and picture yourself actually accidentally hurting them with a knife because you're not intentionally trying to hurt them. Well, there's some sick partners out there that intentionally yeah, trying to exactly, hurt their partners. Exactly. But if you, well, most of the time, no, those ones, <laughs> you need to break up with them, they're psychotic. But most of the time, you only hurt your partner by accident because you have a different vantage point. You know, so in that case, think of that visual representation or that analogy that I've given and think to yourself when you're defending yourself, think to yourself, oh, what if this was an actual wound? I hurt them by accident. Is this how I would be reacting? And if it's not, then stop, you know, and from there, just deal with your partner. And then afterwards, you can explain to them why you did it and um, everything else. Um, I think that's important because then you you don't fully feels like they're unimportant. Nobody feels like they're being attacked. Um, yeah. But do you think that that works? I think it does. I really think it does work. But you are different from me. So you are much more... I think I would tell you when you've hurt me way more than you would tell yeah, me when yeah. I've hurt you. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the case. I think, I think that, that goes back to this, this whole how men feel about expressing ourselves and stuff. This is what I talk about. That's something I'm still working on. Mm. We don't. It doesn't feel right to just badger on about everything mm. that you've done to me and whatnot or, or I might be feeling a certain way about. That's why I tend to, like, take, take a while to process it, mm. go away and process it. You know, in my head, it's a case of, is this big enough to talk to Nuri about? Mm. But sometimes it isn't. Sometimes it's just something small, like, you moved that thing from there and I, I didn't like it. But I, I actually think everything is big enough. You know, I would want you to tell me everything. Yeah, even if it's I know, small. I know, but... Because we can 
we can small things become big things yeah but not 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 some of these small things some of these small things you just you just do them once or twice and then you never do them again and another <laughs> day i will tell you when we're all like joking like stop doing that like stop you stop doing that like you kind of just you kind of just stop but if i said at that point in time it may not have gone down well because mm. i would have said it in the in the probably in an angry tone or in a way like you know why do you keep doing that yeah and then it's not gonna come across really well so I just take a take a step back as you know like have time to process it and it might be a case of no but that's that's minor that's a minor thing mm. point it to us some, some more but if it's, if it's a big thing i will come to you and say if you're right you know that thing that you did especially if our date night is coming you know i could just keep that to one side and say maybe i'll just bring this up on our date night and because we do talk about what's gone well what hasn't gone well you know what can i do better to to blah 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 that's part of this, our discussions and stuff so yeah I, I use those time as well um yeah no no that's... but i will not build up anything that's like really important that would impact the both of us immediately and just keep it inside yeah yeah so in terms of communications do you think there are anything off limits in our marriage that you know we, we just wouldn't go there we just wouldn't talk about i don't think there is no i don't think there is i think we i believe we discuss everything we literally just <laughs> we discuss everything like we and this is what we're talking about in the past about being best friends like i don't think there's anything i can't talk to frank about and if i did feel like i can't talk to frank about something then that's an issue Mm-hmm. That I would talk to him about the yeah. fact that I feel like I can't talk yeah. to and him why, about something. And why can't yeah. you talk to me about yeah. it? And then we yeah. then discuss it. Any small thing, anything that's bothering me, anything that's bothering him, we just kind of talk about it. And I think that's healthy. I think we should always talk about everything. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Have we touched on how we handle differences of opinion? Yeah, we mentioned the whole like we talk from my point of view. Yeah. And then your point of view. I think that's a difference of opinion. Yeah, I think we have. Um... Yeah, we spoke about differences of opinion, um, especially in conflict in the relationship. We try to stick with the person's point of view that we are discussing at that point in time. We try not to mix up the different points of views because the other person can become quite defensive. But then if we have a difference of opinion on something a lot more, that's not really a conflict, but like, let's say something more social, you know, mm-hmm. something more um, societal based or something yeah. like that. We're not too fussed about differences of opinion in that sense. No. Like we understand that we're different people. Yeah, yeah. We can't um, just agree that okay, that's how you, you see, see it. it and yeah, that's, this is how I see it. It's kind of like on social media. Yeah, you know, I think social media is the devil, and but you don't. Think <laughs> it, that's the case. No, no. That's just it's just an example. I'm always laughing. Social media is the devil. Like you're not on social media right now. I can't. No, no, no. You know. I'm, I know. I know what you mean, though. Yeah. But but you see yeah. it, you see it in a different light. You see it as like opportunity and rare rare rare. You know. So, yeah, and yeah, I see it, a way just... to reach out to people. But at the same time, I can see where Frank is coming from, and that's that's what we do to deal with differences of opinion. We try to think about <laughs> we try to think about what the other person is trying to say. Try to listen yeah. in order to understand, understand not yeah. listen to respond or to combat yeah, or to to, see, that's to shut down. That's yeah, important. We do a lot of listening to respond yeah in relationship yeah in relationship not listening to understand understand what that person is saying yeah that's that's something that you need to learn in relationship Mm -hmm. you have to 
And I always say as well, and not to go back to conflict resolution, but I always say as well, you need to, this is going to sound like what we always say, you need to remember that the relationship is more important. Yeah. Not more important than you or how you feel, but the end goal is for you guys to better your relationship. To be successful. Yeah. If, you're, if that relationship is, or the marriage is like a company, the end goal we're back is, to work no, no, we're no, back to no, work the end goal is for that company to be successful so that marriage to be successful that relationship to be successful yeah. like you just said so that's the end goal so never forget what the end goal is about yeah it's, and you have to it's do it bigger, it's bigger than this, this issue this issue yeah. it's bigger than it so that's how you've got to see it yeah and I, I say that a lot like you have to make sure that you're you're arguing with your instead of your client being you your client should be the relationship mm. in your head mm-hmm. so you're arguing for the relationship, relationship yeah. you're not arguing for you yourself yourself that's it that's the best way to put it and so sometimes because when you start arguing for yourself then it's kind of like it's me against this relationship it's, yeah it's like yeah, you know, you're moving yourself away from the relationship. Yeah, which is terrible. Exactly. But if your client is the relationship and you're the advocate for your client, mm-hmm. then you'll be like, okay, there's an issue here. The issue is that we can't agree on this. But both of our clients is this relationship. So how can we move Please. forward mm. for the sake of this relationship? What can we do mm. to um, make things easier on each other yeah. so that we can move forward? And sometimes, trust me, you're going to communicate yourself out of a relationship. (laughs) And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Because sometimes it's only through communication that you're going to realize sometimes that certain people are not right for you. Yeah, that's true. And they're not willing to fight for the relationship. Yeah, they're not willing to self-analyze. They're not willing to do the work. They just want to point fingers. Yeah. Their client is themselves. Yeah. And that's not going to work. If you're in a relationship and you're fighting for the relationship, but the other person's fighting for themselves, it's pretty much so a wrap. Until they can, it's a yeah, it's a huge wrap. Until they can get on board, and mm-hmm. they may never do. Yeah, you you literally cannot go forward mm-hmm. because they're basically in a relationship with themselves. So that stuff is is really really important to remember as well. You know, you're a team. You're in this together. Any conflict or any issue or anything that you're facing, it should come from a place of a united front you're trying to solve this issue for each other for the relationship not for yourself for things to go your way yeah how do we make sure our needs are being met in the relationship mm-hmm. mm. how do we make sure our needs are being met by by prioritizing each other yeah i think by prioritizing each other by ensuring that i'm there for you there to listen to you you think that's a way of ensuring that your needs are being met in the relationship? No, to make sure that your that's what I do for you so that you show that your needs are being met in the relationship. Mm. So if you're going through things and just I know you want to talk about it, I know you want to discuss it, want me to hear what you've got to say. Mm. I need to be present there for you, I need to be there for you. Mm. So that's part of your needs being met. And it's actually funny that you responded in that way because the question is how do we make sure our needs are being met in the relationship? And your response, which is right, because this is how we are, but your response was about what you do to make sure my needs are being met. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is basically the answer. You know, we make sure that other person's needs are being met mm. instead of trying to make sure our own needs are being met. Yeah. And because I, I know that Frank's got my back, he's going to make sure my needs are being met. I can make sure his needs are being met. 
So the way we make sure that our needs are being met is by meeting each other's needs, Mm -hmm. by listening to the other person, understanding what they need and trying to make sure that we can help them to Mm -hmm. get what they need out of Mm -hmm. this relationship. So it's not always thinking about, well, my needs need to be met. What what do I want? The only time we get like that is when we feel like the other person is putting themselves before the relationship and Mm -hmm. before the other person. Yeah. And then, and even in that case, we express how we're feeling. Like I feel unappreciated, yeah. or I, I don't yeah. feel like yeah. my whole thing is. I, I, I don't feel like you're affectionate. <laughs> that you haven't been affectionate this, today. Yeah, yeah. But Frank will always pick up on that and be like, "Yeah, yeah, you're right." And you know, he will make sure that he steps it up and stuff. So we communicate how we're feeling, so that the other person knows how to meet our needs. But at the same time, we focus more on meeting each other's needs mm-hmm. as opposed to meeting our yeah. own needs somehow yeah. because if you prioritize the other person yeah chances are they will prioritize you yeah so you sh- your thinking should be around prioritizing them and mm. ensure that you, you you know you you meet what meet their needs and they'll do exactly the same thing and if that person is not reciprocating what you're doing then you know there's a problem there mm. that's straight away yeah yeah if it's only going one way then you know that okay right what am i getting out of this then yeah. Because does this person really feel, you know, this way about me or... Yeah. You know. Okay, so we're on to our useful tips. So some of the things that we think in terms of tips that can actually help with relationships um, when it comes to communication and help you to remember how to communicate with each other. Um, some, some from our own personal experience, like we've been talking about, mm-hmm. are understand what your partner doesn't like when it comes to communication. Some partners might not mind you being more authoritative. Some partners need you to say things at a certain time or a certain way. Mm-hmm. But understand how your partner prefers to be communicated to and try and stick to that way of communicating. Don't just think about how you prefer to communicate to them. And that's kind of similar to the whole love language thing. How do they feel heard? How do they feel loved? How do they feel listened to? You know, you have to try and understand your partner and kind of use that method so that you can have the best communication. Mm. Um, Avoid public displays of anger and conflict Mm. because that can only escalate an issue even further. And that's from our own experience. Try to kind of restrain yourself from arguing in public or restrain yourself from making it clear to other people you're upset with your partner because that can affect what they think of your partner in the long run. Mm. And it's normally from that one moment. And it can mm. affect how they think of you as well. Mm, that's true. Yeah, so... That is true. That's another tip from from kind of our personal experience. What would you say another tip is from our personal experience? Mm, I would say find find time to, to communicate, find time to talk. Yeah. Like, you know, set time to talk to them. Um, listen to each other. Um, use opportunities like date night to communicate issues or and get clarity on specific things. Mm. If there are any issues? Um, don't let other things get in the way of communication. Like don't leave it too long. Yeah, um, or too late. Or too late. Yeah. Deprioritize yeah. it. Yeah. Another way you can find time to talk, which Frank and I do as well, is go for walks together. Mm. Um, we don't do it as much in the winter, but we do it a lot more in the summer. 
we just go or summer spring and autumn and stuff we only when it's really really cold we don't really do it but we try to go for like walks together mm-hmm. half an hour walks maybe on the lunch break we'll just coordinate our lunch break so that we're both on lunch break and we just go for a walk around our area we're really fortunate to have like lots of green space um and so we yeah we try to schedule walks together and that is really really nice and really beneficial and it helps you know and it's a way of making time to talk definitely um another one would be frank already kind of said it but make sure to listen and have an open mind you know if you're really listening to the other person you're not really thinking about your own version of events and you're not jumping to conclusions and you're open to different perspectives so you're listening you're listening to understand you have an open mind and you're open to a different perspective and you're engaging Mm. and actively listening as well not just listening like you're hearing it's going in one ear out the other but you ask questions you ask them to clarify where you don't understand you really you know but sometimes you clarify what they've said repeat what they've said back to them to check if that's what they mean so active listening and keeping an open mind when you're doing that um what other tips be respectful yeah i think you know always speak to each other with respect and kindness um as we said before your point of view or your point of view mm. because i'm going to respect that you know you do the same thing to me so uh, it doesn't matter if we have you know a huge difference to what we are saying mm. i would always respect what you, you know your point of view exactly yeah you know? respectful and understanding that you're different and being kind to each other in mm. that respect um also like avoid talking about your partner as the problem i know that sounds Mm. weird but like avoid saying things like you always do this you always do that because they don't always do anything really Mm, true or making statements like you do this or you do that or you 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 try and say i instead of you Mm. so think i feel like i'm not appreciated I feel like you're mm-hmm. um, you're mm-hmm. you're doing this, or so you know you talk about the thing that's being done being the problem, not your that's partner a, being the problem. That's really, yeah, that's really really good. That's a really good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think just changing that language, yeah, would it makes a huge difference. Yeah, because it feels like you can both work at the thing. Yeah, rather than oh, it's just me, 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 me. Yeah, yeah. and I know some people think, but I sounds like it's all about you. And I'm like, yes, I can see where you would think that. But the opposite is saying, you don't make me feel loved. Yeah. As opposed to saying, I don't feel loved. Yeah. They're very different yeah, statements. They are. they are. Because if you say, I don't feel loved, the person can think, oh, what do I need to do yeah. to help them feel exactly. loved? But if you say, you don't make me feel loved, yeah. it's like, yeah. they are the problem. Yeah. The first part is solution focused. Yeah. It's, it's a very it's very much like I guess the person thinking it's what can I do yeah. to make this person feel yeah. loved rather than like oh, well, I don't feel supported. Rather than yeah. getting a defensive mode that oh, me. I'm the one that's the making one them feel unloved. unloved. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Another one is compromise. Mm. Yeah, you must be willing to compromise when necessary. I think this is really important. Like, be able to reach to, a resolution. Reach a resolution. Yeah, yeah. To, to get to that place. Yeah, yeah. I think you got to be. It also links to being that 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 one you said about being open minded as well. Mm. Like if you're open minded, I think you will come to resolution much quicker than yeah. If you just put up a wall and, and just see it from yeah, your, from your perspective. perspective, and yeah, yeah. it's a bit harder to um, 
to yeah. work with that person. Yeah. And compromise is all about putting the relationship first, first like we exactly. said as well. It's yeah. about being like, okay, well, what's the best way forward here? We face the problem. What is the solution? How can we work together to come to a solution? It's not about sacrificing. Like I've said in previous mm. episodes, a compromise shouldn't be a sacrifice. You shouldn't have to give up on what you want in order to let the relationship go forward. You should both have to give up a little bit of something. You should be trying to kind of come to a conclusion that's amicable, not just one person ends up getting everything they wanted and the other person got nothing. That's more of a sacrifice. So you have to really think about how you compromise and not just um, not just bending to the other person's will. You know, there's a difference. Um, another tip is just to make sure you're honest when you're talking mm-hmm. to each other as well because you can communicate all you want but if it's all a bunch of lies then what was the point if you're trying to play a role in a relationship what's the point you're just trying to be someone you're not you're gonna one day find that you haven't actually been in a relationship because mm-hmm. you've been playing a role mm-hmm. the real you never got to be in that relationship yeah So being honest, try not to lie or hide information from each other because that just leads to mistrust and mistrust leads to the relationship eventually ending because Mm -hmm. the other person doesn't feel that they can trust you and they lose respect for you and then you get frustrated because the other person doesn't have any respect for you. So be honest all the time. Yeah. Um, Set boundaries. I think... This is important, but this is linked... This is is not linked to... Um, compromise no okay that boundaries is about respecting each other's boundaries like if Mm. the person does not like to have an hour-long conversation where they're debating the same issue and that's a boundary for them Mm. step boundaries is about respecting the other person's you know position if if the person does not like to have long discussions in the morning or they don't like to have a conversation a disagreement when it's gone on for longer than an hour Mm. that kind of stuff should be understood and and respected and respected and 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 expressed as well yeah so you should express your boundaries make sure that your partner understands it understands it yeah and then respect each other's boundaries you know like i said before realizing that frank does not always like to have me insist that he analyze what he's feeling there and then just because i want to know what's wrong understanding that sometimes he needs space and just giving him that space allows for him to it's like a boundary for him Mm. he's not going to discuss things whenever i feel like he needs to discuss it and i had to accept that as a boundary for him if he really is not there yet i can't push him to talk about something so that's a boundary Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and have fun together have fun together don't forget each other's company yeah yeah enjoy each other's company do things together communication is not just talking about deep things or conflict it's also playing games getting to know Mm -hmm. each other you're always changing in a relationship you're always going to be growing and you should try and grow together so Mm -hmm. find out you know oh what have you what would you say is different from about you today from last week or you know ask each other fun questions play games and you know do things together that will stimulate that kind of conversation and that kind of lighter side to you um Mm. do things that you both enjoy as well yeah yeah so yeah communicate in all aspects when it comes to serious things about your feelings when it comes to conflicts but also when it comes to fun loving carefree things as well 
Mm. So keep that line of communication open at all times. I agree. And that's it. Yeah. So that's our tips. So this was the last episode, Frank, of the season. Phew. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> How do you feel? How do you feel having like finished 12 episodes? We're going on the Easter break. How do you feel about having done? We've done it. We've done our first season. It's, it's been great. It's been fantastic. Lies you tell. <laughs> it has, it, it's, been, it's been a lot of hard work. I'm not going to lie. It's been challenging. It's been challenging. Um, finding time to do to do the episodes and, you know, having two kids and whatnot. And, um, yeah, it has been challenging. Yeah, it's, it's been, been hard. Fun, but it's been fun. It's been, yeah, it's been hard but fun. fun yeah. um, and I think I've really enjoyed it because we've gotten to talk about stuff that is just so... I think I think I think crucial to our relationship. I think, I think on this this first epi- this first season, it's been like a journey. Yeah, where we've discovered quite a lot about each other. Mm. And I think we've kind of revealed certain things on air, certain things while we were recording this <laughs> that yeah. the other person didn't always know. known kind yeah. of thing. So it's kind of like a, a way of it's kind of like a therapy session. It has been like that. <laughs> it has been like that. Yeah. And I think that's what's made it really fun because mm-hmm. on the one hand, it's like we're talking to people and giving them advice or based on the experiences that we've had. But on the other hand, we are we're also learning more about each other and we're also kind of solidifying our relationship in the process. Mm-hmm. So it's been really beneficial. It has been, it's been fun, guys. So that's it, guys. You've heard everything that we have to say about communication in relationships. And as part of our discussion, we've spoken about the challenges that we've had. We've spoken about why we think communication is so important. We've also delved into some of the tips and things that we do to enhance our communication in our relationships. So we really hope you got something out of that. With it being our last episode of the season, we just wanted to say thank you for actually taking the time to listen to us. Um, We did not always feel like we had anything of value to add, but we just took the chance and decided to just go ahead and start the podcast. And 12 episodes later, we're finishing our first season and we're super, super proud. So thank you for listening to us. We will be back after the Easter break and we look forward to talking to you about so many new topics. It's just so many other things that we want to touch on about relationships and in marriage. So definitely tune in for the next season. Don't forget to email us any of your questions, comments or dilemmas at itt.thepodcast at gmail.com. Or send us a DM on Instagram at ITT Podcast or one word. Thank you for hanging out with us and we'll speak to you on the next one. Bye. Bye.